Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh. <laughs> For February 20th, 2021. To be precise. I'd like to point out that we usually do a Shabbat Shindig. You're stealing my crackers now. Yeah. See, before we started rolling, yeah. you were complaining about the crackers, yeah. and now you're stealing them. From yeah. Me. We usually have this at night on Saturday, when it's not actually Shabbat anymore. It's in the spirit of Shabbat. Mm. Yeah. Well, Shabbat Shalom, folks. Today on Shabbat Shindig, we'll have our usual... This day in Jewish history. Big breath. Updates on and some of this week's biggest stories. Teacher. Hello. Many. 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 Featuring once again our golf correspondent, the great, the one and only, the stupendous Thucydides Johnson. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Yo, 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 yo. I am uh, shin dazzling. That's Lovely. what we love That's to hear. That's what we want to know. All right, we'll dive right into it. We have a very crisp uh, script this week, very short, very tidy, and so I imagine this will go bad. 87 minutes. On this date in 1808, the Canadian legislature voted to expel newly elected member Ezekiel Hart because he was Jewish. That was not something Hart had hidden. He consistently omitted the words in the year of our Lord when dating legal documents, and when he was sworn in by the assembly, assembly he replaced the word Christian with Jewish in his oath. I'm sorry. I know I keep interjecting. I yeah. know I'm disrupting the... Yeah, I'm having more cheese. Here. You keep interjecting. It gives me a chance to eat. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're selling yeah. more of my cheese. Then yeah. I'm going to have to get more cheese out. Yeah. Look, I just... I can't help but... I, I worry that... Um, now the producer's stealing the crackers and cheese, too. But yeah. she was the one who got them, so I yeah. can't complain about yeah. that. I know they don't really probably need to hear about the cheese, but... Um, Look, you lost your stream of thought. I know, there. I'm yeah. having trouble keep maintaining. I said it was this. gonna be a crisp script and you're just you're just taking us into the well, this isn't range. scripted. Yeah. Look, um I'm worried that there's gonna be a time machine. Yeah. And we're gonna, we're gonna go back in time for some reason. Yeah. And then we're gonna discover that we're the cause of all anti Semitism ever. Because of the podcast. You mean you mean beings from the past came into the future, listened to us, and began persecuting Jews yes. in the past as a result? Yes. So we could be the cause of pogroms? Oh. It does sound logical. Yeah, I actually, I can believe that. Yeah. There is a poetry to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This date in 1832 saw the premiere in London of The Fiend Finder, a version of an opera by Jewish-born composer Giancomo Meyerbeer. Giacomo Meyerbeer. Giacomo Meyerbeer. The original title of the Fiendbender was Robert... Fiend Lug Finder, not Fiendbender. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where I got that. Yeah. The original title of this was Robert Le Diable. 
The great composer Frédéric Chopin said, quote, If ever magnificence was seen in that theater, I doubt that it reached the level of splendor shown in Robert, unquote. So he thought it was good. Don't you think he would have pronounced it Robert? On this date in 1880, the Pauline Markham Theater Troupe concluded its two-month run of Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore in Prescott, Arizona. Jewish-born Josephine Sarah Marcus would later claim that she was part of that production. Two years later, she would begin her 46-year common-law marriage to famed lawman Wyatt Earp. Did you guys know that Wyatt Earp had a Jewish common-law wife? Yeah. No. Yeah. Josephine. No, I don't. Yeah. 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 That's, I think, the big revelation. I'm 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 calling BS on this. Really look it up. There's a lot of information about her. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, he's allowed to call BS any time on this show. That's true. The odds are good that he'll be right much yeah. of the time, yes. And on this date in 1952 was the opening of one of my grandfather's favorite films, The African Queen, starring Humphrey Bogart and Katherine Hepburn. Making his debut in the film was Jewish-born actor Theodore Bikel. Bikel? Yeah who played a Nazi officer. He would go on to be the original Captain Von Trapp in the Broadway production of The Sound of Music. How's that for a role switch? He also had a small role in the film of My Fair Lady and appeared on an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. That's quite a career, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Today's celebrity birthdays include Trevor Noah. And Rihanna. And the legendary Bahamian-American actress Sidney Poitier, one of the all-time greats. And the not-too-shabby pitcher, Justin Berlander. Yes. And returning to Stories Heard Earlier Here on Jewishish. Stories Heard Earlier Here on Jewishish, that's not their birthday. Um, that was a separate yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. We reported a couple of weeks ago that Yoshiro Mori, the president of the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee, was being urged to resign after saying in a meeting that women talk too much in meetings, which struck as ironic. Well, he resigned. He told the committee, quote, my inappropriate comments have caused a lot of chaos. As long as I remain in this position, it causes trouble. Which is still talking too much. But Don't you think? Yeah. Body was yeah. Last week, Jewish golfer Daniel Berger scored an heroic win. A win for the ages. One of the greatest achievements in the history of the Jewish people. This week, though, he's the object of some controversy. Here are CBS commentators discussing the matter about which we'll ask our golf correspondent, Thucydides Johnson, to provide some insight. Daniel Berger will not have a chance to win back-to-back events on the PGA Tour when it resumes this week in Southern California. The 18T Pebble Beach Pro-Am champion withdrew from the Genesis Invitational on Tuesday, so instead of being in Riviera in Los Angeles, he's back in Jupiter, Florida, dealing with back soreness, according to his manager. So as we take a look at his past four events, made the cut in all of them, finished T10 in two of them, in addition to his fourth career win on the Monterey Bay Peninsula. Berger expected to be back in time for next week's WGC Workday Championship. And unlike last week, this field is loaded, and while Berger will be missed, L.A. will be doing a okay. What was that music? All right, let's bring in Kyle Porter, the First Cut Podcast. So, Kyle, what are your thoughts on Daniel Berger's decision to withdraw from the tournament? 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. You know, a lot of these guys play so many weeks in a row that after a win, they just want to decompress for a little while. And we do have, you know, what for him will be an interesting stretch coming up. I, I haven't seen the commitment list to the Honda Classic. That's an event that he normally plays. Uh, Florida's a busy swing. You know, he's going to be in the World Golf Championship next week. Uh, we got the Players' Championship. We got the Masters. So it does seem odd to, to kind of play Pebble but then skip Riviera. But especially coming off a win, I, I can sort of understand where he's coming coming from with a busy stretch coming up. Berger, by the way, moved up to number 13 of the world rankings this week. Wow, win. 13. Five other times since the PGA Tour's return this past summer. So, so Thucydides, shed some light on this for us. Is this what... Is, is this what golf commentary tends to consist of, is just wondering whether people are going to show up? Because it seems no, like in other sports you know who's going to play much of the time. Yeah, but, you know, it's common even in tennis for people to pull out at the last minute. I have a feeling this wasn't that last minute of decision. You know, he doesn't usually play Pebble Beach. Um, that's not typically on his schedule. And the fact that he got in there and played and played all week I think he's just decided he was going to pace himself. You know, I did hear something about, I did hear him say the word back, and I know he, he realized he had a back, and that might have been the thing. That's very um, scary I, to be so self-aware. I think this is common. I think there are a lot of guys that play every week and a lot of guys that don't play every week, and he's in the latter. He just doesn't play every week, and I think he gets tired and he wants to go home. Is it is it just the ancestral pull to Florida that he just can't no. stay away for that long? I, th I think that's it. Um, and there is some kind of crazy pull to Jupiter, Florida, where a good dozen or two dozen of the professional golfers live, including Tiger and Jim Furyk and several others. And Tampa Brady has a home there, Brady. I believe. Yes. Yeah, there's, not a so, there's a lot so, of serious golf going on in Jupiter. So do you have a way of reaching Daniel Berger? Because we were in Jupiter, Florida, almost exactly a year ago at this time, and we went to a pretty good gelato place that had been recommended on a Mets broadcast by Keith, Keith Hernandez. Yeah. And really? so I would think that would be good for his back. I think it would help him do better next week if he got some good gelato, don't you? Well, Jupiter is where Robert Kraft got that great massage that really helped oh, him. That's uh, true. So that, ago. yeah, so that's a, a, a convenient so I, place. I, I hope yes. he doesn't need that kind of back work. No, there's, uh, so you're saying there's a bad history of Jews with back problems in Jupiter. There's lots of ways that they, that yes. they take care of their backs. Yes, I see. Okay. But I don't, I, I, it's not, I don't think, I think it's not much of a story. He's, he's a, he made some money. He's taking a week off. Well, it was a minute and a half on CBS Sports. That's what they're talking. Like and there was music. Yeah, was, yeah I know. Yeah. But they, yeah. in the end, they just said, he, in the end, all they ended up saying was he, he went home for, yeah. for the week. Okay. All right. Come on. And I don't think it's anything. I hope it's not anything serious with his back. He's had a lot of injury issues, as, as we know. What? He's throwing things at me again. You said come on before he was even done talking. You were not paying attention. No, I don't have to pay attention. It's golf. Yeah. Let's talk some more golf for a minute. Your <laughs> sister Andre, the French nun, did celebrate her 117th birthday on Thursday, and she did not play golf. Yeah. Though. This I... tennis. <laughs> you think Sister Andre played tennis on her 117th birthday? She could have watched the Australian Open. That's quite possible. They, they, it was probably less of a time difference for them. Did you get up at 3.30 in the morning to watch the women's final? 
Heck no, and I'm not doing it again to watch the men's, which okay. starts at 3.30 tomorrow morning. Yes, okay. All right. And finally, I'm... I just nodded. Very final. I just nodded. Yeah, I'm going to whack you with something yeah. if you saw it. Our most popular feature of all. <laughs> the famous, the stupendous, the irritating. How, how, how many Jews? How, how, how many Jews? How, how, how many Jews? How many, how many Jews? Yeah, you know what you were saying about the anti-Semitism? I think it would be from this, from this fact. No, from the how many Jews singing. I think that would be... Really? I think that's the one that might redeem us. I think anti-Semites from the past would come listen to the program, say too many, and then try to do something about it. I think that's the way it would work. For our How Many Jews segment this week, we turn to Orange County, California, home to between 75 and 100,000 Jews, many of whom, that's 75,000 and 100,000 Jews, many of whom rely for their recreational pleasure on the J. As the 220,000 square foot Merage Jewish Community Center is known. One of the leaders of that center has been Samantha Cohen, known as Sam, a graduate of the London School of Economics who has held various administrative positions at the J during the last 15 years, including her current post of Associate Executive Director. Her first focus upon arriving at the J was leading its delegation to the Junior Maccabee Games, in which she had once participated as an athlete. By 2012, under Cohen's leadership, the Jays sent one of the largest delegations to the Games, which would overall include 1,500 Jewish teens from more than 50 different communities across the USA, Canada, South America, Israel, and Europe. How many Jews, in addition to Cohen, represented the J at the Junior Maccabee Games in 2012? A, 1,500, B, just Sam, C, 111, D, did you know that Jason Siegel, who plays Marshall on a television program called How I Met Your Mother, played for the Los Angeles Junior Maccabee gold medal winning 15 to 16 year old basketball team in 1996 when the games were played not in Orange County, California, but in West Orange, New Jersey, which is kind of confusing? Wow. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the Maccabee Games, by the way. I have been the um, one of the physicians on site for the Atlanta Maccabee Games. Really? No kidding. Did yeah. you swab people in their noses? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, um Wait, I think I think we just I think this I think this is the first time we've admitted I think we just blew this. I think we just blew your cover story here. Did they no, play no, Mac? Was, um, no, 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 no. I have many hats. I have many, many hats. Yeah. One of them. Did they have the part. Maccabee games in Nicholasville? Yes, a vacation house. This is the yes. I, well, they, I was I was um, trans transferred. You were transferred purposes. from Nicholasville to. I was to... transferred for purposes of the Maccabee games because they needed help. I see. Okay. And because of all your experience on the golf course with doctors, they let you treat the athletes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. And I, you know, went to soccer and volleyball, and I mostly just told them to, you know, to walk it off. Um, yes. Stick your, yes. Stick your eye back in and walk it off. Yes, good, good. 
Yes. The things we do to not have to censor on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> My dad talked about how he, in Austria, played in the Maccabee Games soccer. Really? But, yes. but that that uh, that wouldn't have been Junior Maccabee Games, though. That was probably the actual Maccabee Games. He might have been on the real... I don't know, no. I don't know, because he left at thir- 13. Oh, really? No kid. Well, but yeah. I mean, I mean, they may just not have had separate a separate of events for young people then. They might have included some events for young people at the real Maccabee games yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the answer, the yes. answer is, is you know, it's a little too obvious. I don't think all fifteen hundred of them were from uh, from from the Mirage Jewish Community Center. I think Good. some were from Nicholasville at least. Yes. Um, Maybe, maybe less than one. Um, so I have to go. I'm going to go with C111. Yes! Excellent. Yes. Well done. Outstanding. Going. It was 100, 111 plus Sam. It's a whole new day. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you, wow. see, you see what I've been reduced to doing now. I'm now searching for 112 Jews. And then I have to identify one of the 112. Oh, you got so one of the big one of the big problems is that often when there are references to 112 Jews, they are anonymous, and so I cannot distinguish one from the other 111. But in this case, Samantha Cohen allowed us to uh, to make that distinction. And she had an inspiring story. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's not that inspiring actually if you look her up. Some of her statements. <laughs> about she she makes a statement about hearing hatikva played in the middle of the intifada which is not all that progressive um so we wouldn't really be uh singing her praises <laughs> under ordinary circumstances it's better to think of her this is what you resorted to huh? yeah well that, it's not you think it's easy to find 111 jews every week you know i mean the the amount of my life that i've spent on that search at this point you know, I mean, it takes Probably me a long a time. Yeah. yeah. Probably a All right. So, uh, folks, don't forget to listen to Zoom Girl, the single by co-host number one in Lashuth, which has hundreds of views and dozens of likes on YouTube. And we'll go out with that song. Well, no, I, what? I have my own song. Oh, I'm you have your own song? Yeah. yeah to promote Zoom Girl? Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's hear it. Jewish-ish, yeah. No. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. It's a ukulele because I don't have a guitar. Yeah, yeah. So you don't let me play guitar during the pot. Yeah, podcast. right. Yeah. Jewishish. Jewishish. We're just three dudes playing how many Jew. Jewishish. Now what happened? End it now. End the program. Really? That's it? Thank you, Thu. He's telling me to end the program. You didn't like that? Thank you, co-hosts. Yeah. 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 Just play the last part of it again so I can end right with it. No, it was lovely. We have a good rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just three dudes playing how many Jews? Jews?